So to talk about that and more, we welcome on now Steve Sands, NBC Sports, Golf Channel, does play-by-play, and he joins us right now here on BetMGM tonight. Steve, how you doing? Doing great, Ryan. Tristan, how are you guys? Doing pretty good. good. So, you know, we were talking about this actually on Thursday, and when I first started watching golf, every weekend Tiger was in contention. It would usually be Phil, but you could really make the case for like three or four guys. Now the first 60 days of the golf season here in 2023, we've already had three number one players. I just feel like it's better than ever. Um, why is that, though? Like, why is the field just so much stronger where every week, you know, we're looking at long shots? I mean, obviously you have the top 10, top 15 golfers in the world, but I just feel like everybody's so much better than they were 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I think it, it's just deeper. I think the fields are much deeper. I think that, you know, you take a field like last week at Riviera, which Trista said is, is your favorite golf course in the PGA Tour, and, and Riviera is just a legendary spot, a great, great place. Uh, for the PGA Tour. It's going to host the Olympic Games, by the way, and when L.A. has the Olympics in 2028. So Riviera is going to be on the world stage and not just the PGA Tour stage. And I, I think that the fields are really deep now for a bunch of reasons. One is the game's more athletic than it's ever been. You know, the, the guys, the women on the LPGA Tour, the, the players are working out more. Uh, they're more physically imposing. More athletes are playing golf uh, than ever before, not just going to football, basketball, baseball, and all that. Um, and I think that's one reason. The other is, is when these guys on the PGA Tour especially go to college, they come out of college with way more confidence than guys did 20, 30 years ago. These guys, A, they play in PGA Tour events as amateurs, so they kind of get used to the circus and the people and all of the hubbub that goes around playing on the world's grandest stage. And I just think they're, they're just ready to come out when they're younger and they're not intimidated by the older guys. Tiger will tell you when he first came out, he'd look around and see Davis Love the third and, you know, Ernie else and even Phil Mickelson and all these different people. When he first started, it was like, wow, this is pretty wild. These guys don't ever think that now they come out ready to go. Steve, you mentioned the athleticism of the field and how that's increased over the last 15, 20 years. Would you say that's a testament to, to Tiger's influence on the game? I think, Trissa, that if you had to measure any influence that Tiger had on the game, at the highest level, by far and away the purses uh, are, are, are reflective of his incredible popularity and what he did for the game as far as ratings and money and sponsorships. These guys are playing for gajillions of dollars because of Tiger, literally because of him. And I think the other thing is exactly what you just asked. I think him working out, him looking cool in, in, in clothes, him having, you know, a body that looks like, you know, he's not going to play strong safety in the NFL, all right? No, nobody go crazy over that. Can't stand when people say, oh, he'd be a great shortstop. I'll stop. You know, these, that's discounting the great shortstops. So he looks like he could play strong safety in the NFL. He looks cool uh, when he's out there. He looks like he's in great shape. And I think the other players who grew up loving him, worshiping him, and wanting to be him, now that they are out here on the PGA Tour, Trista, they want to look like him. And they, they train, they work out, uh, they try to swing like he did, uh, play like he did, they get pumped up. Uh, there's way more personality in the game now uh, than there was, say, 15, 20 years ago. And I, I think that's a direct result uh, of Tiger Woods, no question about it. Have you noticed anything different about John Rahm the last couple of years just because right now he's so locked in? He has five wins in his last nine starts, $10 million in 2023. Right now, obviously, the number one golfer in the world. Anything that you've noticed? I mean, he's healthier, but um, what's changed here, if anything? i tell you what, Ryan. I, I think a couple of things have changed. One is I think his confidence level is sky high. I think that when you cross the finish line in this sport, 
It's not harder to win in golf than it is anywhere else. It's hard to win in sports, no matter what the level. But winning on the PGA Tour is so difficult. When you do it, and then you do it again, your confidence can only be sky high. But I think the biggest thing with John Rahm, Ryan, is John's a big family guy. His wife, Kelly, they have two little kids. Everything is really good at home. Everything is really smooth right now off the golf course, and it allows him to just be him. He can play. He can practice. He's freewheeling it. Um, he is out there playing with an amazing amount of confidence. His ability is unquestioned, um, and now it's all coming to fruition. And it'll be really interesting to see how long this can last. I'm a big fan of saying, oh, wait a second, this guy's hot. He's not great. Well, John is both. He's hot. There's no question about that. He's won three times in his calendar year on the PGA Tour, which is astonishing. Uh, people just don't do that. And he's also great. So this is not a flash-in-the-pan type of situation. John Rahm is a world-class player. I think he's the best player in the world when he's playing well, and right now he's playing the best he's ever played. Another player who obviously all weekend, all all week, was playing really, really good golf, and he's been hot too, is Max Homa. Um, that was a yeah. battle on Sunday. Yeah. It was one of the most fun Sundays I've seen in a long time at Riviera. Uh, you mentioned that balance of being great and, and being hot. How much below John Rahm do you sort of put Max Homa's level right now? Well, you talked about what you guys had uh, before you had me come on your show. I was listening to you guys. I may or may not have had a couple of hours on Max to win it uh, at 22 to 1. So I was, I was rooting hard uh, for Max uh, yesterday, uh, if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, I'm not working oh, yeah. the event, so I can, uh, yeah, I can certainly root for my television. Um, <laughs> I wasn't working the event. But um, look, Max Homa loves Riviera. Yeah. He's from Southern California. Yeah. It's his favorite course and his favorite tournament on the PGA Tour outside of the majors. So I expected him to play well there, and I thought it was a lot of value in 22-1 to 1, uh, to see him, you know, not only has he won there before, but it literally is his favorite golf course that he's played there a bunch of times. So that's the first thing. Is he as good as John Rahm? No. Uh, I think he can beat John Rahm on certain days if he found a couple of fairways late yesterday when he grabbed that one shot lead after John had a couple of hiccups in the middle portion of the round he would have probably won again at Riviera but he just wasn't able to close he's a great player he's not in the league yet of John Rahm but I think he's ascending uh, to that top five top ten type of spot he is a fabulous fabulous player and his confidence is only growing uh, the more he wins on tour I, I thought he was actually going to win yesterday uh, when he grabbed that lead, but it just didn't happen for him. What part of his game do you think is like the biggest gap between those two? Well, he doesn't have the power that John has. Uh, that's the first thing. But the other thing is, is you know, in, in golf, I mean, what did John win by? Two shots? You're mm -hmm. talking about over four days, two shots. So you talk about a half a shot a day, he was worse than John. And I mean worse in quotations. I think that he needed to find fairways yesterday and he didn't find them. And when he grabbed the lead, if you find a couple of fairways there on the back night of Riviera, he would have closed John out. But he didn't find the fairways, got himself in trouble, uh, and that's it. So the, the money shot, if you watch a tour player when he's got to have it, Tristan, when he's got to have it, think of the PGA Championship last year, Mito Pereira. He has a one-shot lead. He's going to win a major. He's never won an event in his life. He's going to win a major. He's got to find a fairway at 18, and he hits it in the water. So if you find the fairway, if you know you can have a go-to shot, maybe it's a little butter cut, a little fade, 
uh, something that you know you can find a fairway, you're always going to give yourself a chance. Max can putt with anybody. He can chip and pitch with anybody. A short game is fabulous. If he finds the fairways, that's where I think Max is going to be dangerous. And by the way, the U.S. Open, Tristan Ryan, this year is being played at LACC, yes, LA Country yeah. Club, being in his hometown. Yes, and I think Max is going to be a tremendous pick that week. So we're looking at the Honda Classic. I know not the biggest names, the casual fan, maybe not the best weekend for uh, golf, but we're looking right now, and we're back on Bermuda Glass. Uh, Bermuda Grass. What kind of golfers are you looking at? you got Sunjay is plus 850, Shane Lowry plus 1500. Uh, you have Chris Kirk, 22 to 1. What kind of golfer are you looking at this weekend if you want to place a bet on the Honda Classic? Man, when, when the tour goes from the West Coast to the East Coast, it is so up for grabs because of what you said. That Bermuda grass is so different than what they see out west. So the guys who play well tend to be, you know, southeastern guys, guys who live in the southeast part of the country, uh, guys who live in Florida who are used to playing on Bermuda grass, especially that first week. They're four straight weeks in Florida. They go to Bay Hill the next week, and they go to the Players' Championship, and they go outside of Tampa and go to the Innisbrook and the Valspar Championships. It's four straight weeks of that crazy grass uh, that's so difficult to play out of. But, again, if you find a fairway, your ball's sitting up beautifully in these fairways here. If you hit it in the rough here in Florida, it's really difficult. And there tends to be a little bit of wind this time of year that you normally don't see uh, in a lot of places, but you do find it in Florida, especially this week, for whatever reason, the Honda Classic always has a little bit of a breeze, although the weather forecast this week is pristine. But I think if you are a straight hitter and you are someone who is used to playing in these types of conditions, not only the wind, uh, but also the humidity, which you do not have on the West Coast, and also that crazy Bermuda grass, Sung JM, I'm not a chalk guy. I would never do that. Uh, and I don't think there's a lot of value in, in plus 850 on Sung JM, but he's won there before and he's used to that place. Um, but I think that second choice you talked about, I think you said it was a second choice, Shane Lowry. Yeah. He lives down there. He lives down there. And I think Shane Lowry could be primed and ready to go. I think there's another guy, Sepp Straka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's won there before. He's probably the sixth or seventh choice. Um, and then there's another guy who's a little bit off the board, but if you don't mind off the board choices, uh, take a look at Adam Svensson. Mm-hmm. All right. And Lee Hodges. Lee Hodges played real well last week, faded a little bit on Sunday. Uh, he's going to be a guy I think who might contend this week for a tour win. And I think that uh, also Adam Svensson, who won late last year uh, on Sea Island in Georgia, the last event of the calendar year in 2022. Uh, I think that Adam, having been in that final group before, having done it before, carries a little bit more confidence than he did uh, before that victory. And I think he's starting to play a little bit better. And he might be a guy who might be a guy to look at next week, too. Or this week, excuse me. I would be uh, curious. I have one more in mind. Uh, He top 10, and he lives in Georgia. He actually went to Georgia Tech, lives in St. Simons Island right now, and he's plus 25 to 1. Don't say it, Tristan. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, I think cutting Matt Kutcher is an ATM on spikes, and I think he's a top 10 machine. If you can get a little bit of change on top 10, sure. Uh, I don't think Matt Kuchar is going uh, on the PGA Tour, but I do think he can play well enough to put himself right there in the mix. Yeah. Uh, so to win, uh, I don't know. Uh, now, now, by the way, now he's going to win by four. Um, <laughs> but Matt's, Matt's a great guy and a very good player. He's had a wonderful career. He's won the Honda, not on this golf course, 
Uh, I don't I don't think he's going to be a winner this week, but I could definitely see him finishing in the top 10, top 12. Uh, Steve, we only got two minutes. I I got to ask you this. So, Tiger um, looked pretty good this weekend. So Finished good. tied for 45th, yeah. one under. We'll take it. Any chance he's not going to win a major most likely, uh, but any chance Tiger ever wins another tournament? Did you see anything that oh. gave you some some – some hope. Look, when he plays, yes, the, the hope that you have if you're a, a Tiger fan is that when he plays well, his his good is good enough to win. The question is, can he do it over 72 holes? And again, remember how slim the margin is in the PGA Tour. You know, guys winning by one or two happen almost every week. So you're talking about four days of golf in a row. That's a lot of golf for Tiger with his body. Yeah. I think his game is ready. There's a little bit of rust on it, and I think you saw that a few times over the weekend. But for the most part, his good is definitely good enough, but I don't think he can do it, not yet anyway, over the course of four straight days against these guys. These guys are 20 years younger than him. Every bit is hungry. They are great, great players. And by the way, they love Tiger. They also want to beat his brains in. Yeah. So if you ever, you know, they're not intimidated by him. They want him to play well because they want to go head-to-head. Now, careful what you wish for because Tiger is arguably the greatest of all time. But do I think he's going to win again? I'm not ready to say that just yet. I need to see him do it over four days and not just play well once or twice a week. It's got to happen over four days. Steve, if he was going to win a tournament, where would it be? Chris has got her future. I think his, his his two best chances to win are Augusta and the Open Championship. Augusta because he's won it five times, and really only 15 or 20 guys have the have the stones to get that done. He knows the golf course better than anybody. And Royal Liverpool is where the Open Championship is this year, the British Open. He won one of his Open Championships there, and it's a real flat course. Not going to give him any problems with that leg. I, I think those two are his best chances, but you're also going against the best players in the world. So you know. Thanks, thanks so much, Steve Sands, Golf Channel. Talk again soon.